And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Solid conservative, just plain right, covering down on some major ground across the beautiful state of Alabama. I'm talking about this show goes way on down south of uh, Birmingham, up north of Huntsville, Tuscaloosa, back over to Gadsden, parts of Georgia, Tennessee, Mississippi, thrown in just for good measure. Boomer, you said you've seen the, the movie Act of Valor, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's a man movie. It is a man movie. And there's a quote in there. I got to go find it again now. Um, you know, he actually, he's, uh, there's a narration of the movie. There was a guy, and he's actually writing a letter, and he's talking to one of the other SEALs who passed away, talking to their son. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, then he, and then he reads him a quote from Tecumseh. I need to go find that again. Ooh. I mean, like, your testosterone just goes up while you watch this movie. But acting was horrible. Yeah, yeah wasn't was a fan of the acting. But no, the those acting. action scenes. But those, yeah, I'm sorry. Cool. like that. They had a they had a hot extract uh, when um, in the early part of the movie when they were rescuing uh, a CIA uh, um, lady who had been captured by the cartels. Oh, uh-huh. and, and then they they had the, the I mean, first of all, it was a running gun battle for a while, but then they had the uh, the swift boats coming in to get them the mm-hmm. uh, the gunboats. They come. The amount of firepower on those small boats. It's just something else. Um, all right. Anyway, enough of that. Uh, great movie, Act of Valor. If you have not seen Act of Valor, made in 2012, uh, the majority of the main characters are actual Navy SEALs who were authorized to be in the movie because their hard skills wound up being more important than their acting skills, which is good because their acting skills were pretty bad. <laughs> but the um, but what was cool, like I said in my monologue a moment ago, last night I'm watching it again to sort of refresh myself on the storyline. Uh, after the lovely Charlene went to bed, and I'm sitting there thinking, wait a minute, who is that guy? And there's one main character who's kind of like a, a wisecracker, fast talker, really sharp dude who you, you just hit the feeling you can't mess with him. His name in, in the movie, he's a, they call him Senior Chief. Well, Senior Chief, when I looked him up, turns out that's Congressman Derek Van Orden now. He's an actual Navy SEAL, starred in the movie. Now he's in Congress. I follow him on social media. I'm like, that's Van Orden? Anyway, very cool. Uh, so if you have not heard the story, a horrible situation, two of uh, four U.S. citizens who went missing last week are dead. Story here on CBS News to update you in case you haven't heard it. Uh, Tamaulipas Governor Amerigo Villarreal said that there was one surviving U.S. citizen who was wounded. The other one wasn't, but the other two were dead. He said all four were found in a wooden shack where they were being guarded by a man who had been detained. Villarreal, the, uh, the governor, says that they've been moved around by their captors, even moved to a medical clinic at one point, trying to create confusion to avoid efforts to, re- to rescue them. To what end? What were they going to do? Now, we're hearing that the storyline is they may have gotten caught in a crossfire and then just dragged away for whatever reason. But, okay, um, so what else were they going to do with them, though? They kept the dead bodies. They had the one guy who'd been shot, and then they had the female, I believe it was. Uh, her name is Tay McGee. Um, but they're, they're, the two bodies have not yet been repatriated, as far as I know. The, the two living um, survivors are back in the U.S. State Department spokesman Ned Price confirmed during a press uh, uh, briefing that the, the two survivors were back here, and they're working to repatriate the remains of the other two. But here's the thing. Mexican President Andre Manuel Lopez Obrador, who they call AMLO, AMLO, President AMLO says those responsible will be found and they're going to be punished. But then he went on to lament American media coverage of the kidnapping and accused U.S. reporters of sensationalism, saying it's not like that when they kill Mexicans in the United States. They go quiet like mummies. What a stupid thing to say. 
What an absolutely asinine thing to say, Mr. President. El Presidente is trying to save some face here by in, sort of implying that it's a dangerous place for Mexicans to be in the United States. How about, no, it's not. How about we have a sort of a rule of law here? We're not perfect, but this is not the place where you would expect armed insurgent-style cartels to roam the streets. Says the Mexicans were kidnapped after gunmen opened fire on their vehicle in Matamoros, a border city in northern Mexico. All four people had driven from Brownsville, Texas, to Mexico on Friday in a white minivan. Um, apparently, the, the the one lady was down there for like a, you know, this is this is this, I mean poor judgment, but was down there for some type of a um, elective procedure, like cosmetic surgery type procedure, uh, because she was saving a few thousand dollars by doing it in Mexico, and that didn't work out well. Um, so that's the background for the latest flashpoint in the Mexican border saga. And it's not just the Mexican border, it's Mexico. This is, this is what, I mean, you know, I gave the, I gave the, I gave the pitch earlier that you might want to sometimes stop and think about these things in the lowest possible level. In this case, think of it this way. If your neighbor, if you found that your neighbor had a meth lab in their garage and that they were also violent, and that they also uh, had made you know verbal threats against your family, would you let your kid go across the street and have a sleepover at that house? No. No, you wouldn't. You, you, in fact, if anything, you'd be telling your kids, stay away from there, and oh, by the way, you might confront them, but you'd also probably call the police. And yet, in the big picture, that's what Mexico is to the United States right now. It's that place where... So much of it is a mess. Now, granted, there are wonderful people down there, and I know that. And we need to get back to putting that country into a stable position. But I'm going to tell you, putting them in a stable position does not mean having to just take our idle time while Americans die. So it might mean that we sort of push the point by letting it be known to President AMLO that while he may hate the press, he's going to hate it even more if we have to put a JDAM in the middle of a drug lab. He's going to hate it even more if we have to wind up coming down there on our own accord and start, you know, snatching, grabbing some of his cartel friends and bringing them back to the United States for justice. We, you know, I would just go ahead and say, you know, one name he might want to think about is Manuel Noriega, who was the El Presidente of Panama and is now rotting away in jail. Senator Lindsey Graham, you know, not one known to shy away from being a war hawk. And by the way, I, I'm, am I an army ranger? Yeah. Am I, am, I, am, I, am I good with the idea of military force when necessary? Yeah. Am I asking for war? No. Anybody who's been to war knows you just don't want more of it. But you also recognize that it is a means of foreign policy when all else fails. And when you, when, you, and when you look at, and I've said it on the show multiple times, when you look at the, the broad perspective of how you exert foreign policy and you use the acronym DIME, D-I-M-E, diplomacy, information or intelligence, military and economic, well, all four of those have to be on the table for you to have strong foreign policy. Mexico needs to know that the military option remains an option that we will choose if we have to. We can talk to them about it. We can enlist their support. We can encourage them to do the job themselves. We can provide them aid. 
we can we can discuss what kind of trade agreements we're going to have that might benefit their economy without the use of drug cartels. And then we can also tell them, and by the way, tomorrow we're going to blow one up, and we're not going to tell you which one. But tomorrow we're going to blow one up. And then it happens. And, and then they know we're serious. Or for that matter, tomorrow uh, there's going to be a news headline, and you'll get to see it. In, in, in pretty much real time. We'll let you know right after it happens. And then we find out the SEAL Team 6 is on the ground and snatched somebody who needed to be snatched and brought him back here, and we had a very public trial. Senator Lindsey Graham, New York Post, has an article dated yesterday. Senator Lindsey Graham said Monday he will introduce a bill laying the groundwork for President Biden to be able to use military force against Mexican drug cartels. Graham, the Republican from South Carolina, was reacting to the kidnapping of four Americans in the border city of Matamoros, two of whom were found dead, and the continued proliferation of dangerous drugs, including highly lethal fentanyl brought into the United States by the cartels. In his words, Graham says this administration has done nothing about it. He said, quote, I'm going to introduce legislation to make certain Mexican drug cartels labeled as foreign terrorist organizations under U.S. law and set the stage to use military force, if necessary, to protect America from being poisoned by the things that are coming out of Mexico. Uh, apparently, Attorney General, former Attorney General Bill Barr uh, wrote an op-ed recently that apparently agrees with that position. And he says, it's not just a thing about the hostages. He says, number one, I do everything I could to bring them back. Yes, I do what Former President Donald Trump did. I'd put Mexico on notice. If you continue to give safe haven to fentanyl drug dealers, then you become an enemy of the United States. He says, I would tell Mexico, clean up your act or we will clean it up for you. And there you go. But here's what Mexico's dealing with, by the way. We, we talked about this before. I did a, I did a show uh, one day where an entire part of my Triple Dipper was on whether or not the legitimate question can be answered yet as to whether Mexico is a failed state. And they're not. They're not a failed state yet, but they are a failing state. They are a faltering state. Wall Street Journal has a piece that came out three days ago. The headline of it is, The Narco Threat to Mexican Democracy. Now, when you and I go to the polls, you know, about the roughest thing we have is whether or not the uh, polling station appears to be running well. You know, or whether somebody forgot to bring their photo ID. Well, Wall Street Journal, three days ago, political party officials carted off by armed men in pickup trucks, candidates made to withdraw from election races under death threats, citizens denied the secrecy of the voting booth, gun-toting thugs stuffing ballot boxes, a severed head with open eyes rolled into a polling station on voting day. These are a few of the acts of terrorism allegedly perpetrated by Mexican drug cartels before, during, and after the recent June 6, 2021 local and federal elections in seven Mexican states. There was a large uh, report that was done um, that was put together and hand-delivered to the Organization of American States in Washington in August of 21, and it outlines the coercion, intimidation, terror, and even murder to ensure election outcomes that are favored by the cartels. They don't want anybody to give them any trouble. So what they do is they make sure that everybody knows on election day who the boss really is. It's the cartels. And then they, they face no punitive action for it. And this is happening right now below our southern... This is happening. You can throw a rock to some of the places where this is happening from U.S. territory. 
And don't think for a second that, well, it's a good thing it happened on the other side of the Rio Grande. It bleeds over. When you have lawlessness at the next house, it happens on your fence line. And then it happens in your yard. And then it touches your house. And that's where we are. All right. Well, listen, let's go ahead and do this. Boomer, take me to a break, brother. We'll do that right now. We'll come back and continue this conversation. I can see I got a bunch of texts. I might want to go ahead and review some of those, too. Uh, what did the Biden administration say it's about to do? Is it going to be putting Trump policies back in place on the border? Holy cow. Y'all stay tuned. I'll tell you. We'll be right back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative, just plain right. Well, you'll be happy to know with regards to the situation in Mexico. Uh, well, I, I say happy, but anyway, uh, Fox News reports that as of today, the uh, there has been a suspect arrested in Mexico in connection with the kidnapping and murder of those four Americans, um, two of whom survived, uh, but two of whom did not. Um, it says Mexican officials have arrested a suspect in connection with the kidnapping of four U.S. citizens. Uh, his name is Jose Guadalupe. He's 24 years old. He was apparently guarding the house where the cartel members were held, holding them captive. Authorities have not real, revealed whether Guadalupe, a Mexican national, is part of the Gulf cartel, but it is believed that's the cartel that was at play here. I'm trying to see. Yeah. So they say right now that um, Guadalupe is the only person arrested thus far, but there are others who were. There was a video, by the way. If you haven't seen it, there was a video of the vehicle being shot up and the bodies being dragged out of it. Uh, so it was obvious that there was more than one man. All right. Uh, we'll see whether he's going to be the fall guy, the one that the cartels decided to dispose of because they realized they had to get this hot tamale uh, off their plate. Um, here's an article that, golly, man, I, I read this thing. So I'll, I'll tell you. So several of y'all have texted in. Uh, one, Lynn from Knoxville, uh, says, hey, I'm headed to Mexico Friday, Lake, uh, Lake Picachos, uh, bass fishing. Pray for me. Uh, and I said, blessings, Lynn. And I mean that, you know, have a great time, you know, do, 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 have a great time. Um, and, and, you know, Lynn, I, I get it. I mean, your, your, your prior service, you, you've got some, some life experience and, and so blessings on you, my friend. Uh, but, but I'll tell you, the travel warnings are in place right now for a lot of Mexico. Uh, Tamaulipas, Mexico, uh, KAR Channel 11 out of Texas says two Americans are back and recovering in the U.S. after a deadly kidnapping that left two others dead. That area, Tamaulipas, it says, is known for having a high penetration of organized crime, so much so that we can't even trust the numbers of uh, violence that come out of there. Uh, the State Department issued a level four do not travel warning for the city of Matamoros. That's right on our border. Listen, listen, that is, that is so close, you could yell from one side to the other, to, from our border to them. That's how close Matamoros is. Matamoros is a border city. And we have a level four do not travel there warning from the U.S. State Department. It's the highest warning they can give, by the way. So, yeah, they recommend, by the way, that if you have to be there, that tourists stay at their resort and don't, uh, don't do anything like attempt to buy drugs on the street or something like that. 
And they say that your risk factor, this is interesting, your risk factor goes up if you have religious tattoos, flashy jewelry, or are a man in your early 20s or 30s who the cartels often see as rivals. The Biden administration has since imposed some sanctions against cartel groups, including the Gulf Cartel, which is the one believed to be at fault in this kidnapping. But get this. There are more than two dozen travel warnings in place, some of which stem from previous years, like the state of Quintana Roo, which is where the popular Cancun uh, destination site is. But here are the tips that they recommend. <laughs> so I look at this and go, what this, what this list that I'm about to read to you says, this list is basically says, if you're going to Mexico, put your affairs in order. When's the last time you heard anybody say that about your vacation destination? I know Boomer's giving me the look. It, it, they're basically saying, so you're going to Mexico. Here's the tips they strongly encourage. Enroll your trip in the State Department's Smart Traveler Enrollment Program. It just tells them that you're there. All right. Draft a will and designate your insurance beneficiaries. <laughs> I kid you not, it's on the list. Discuss a plan with loved ones regarding the care and custody of your children, pets, property, and belongings. Yeah. Share your important documents and login information and points of contact with your loved ones so they can manage your affairs if you are unable to return. This is the list. I'm reading you the list. I'm reading you the list. <laughs> you are. I'm holding the I list. See it. Right here. <laughs> right there. Hold it to the camera. It's highlighted. I'm not Man. even reading all of it. Here's one. Establish a proof of life protocol with your loved ones. So that if you are taken hostage, they will know specific questions and answers to ask the hostage takers to be sure that it is actually you and that you are alive and responding. God Almighty. And this is maybe my favorite. Leave DNA samples with your medical provider in case it's necessary for your family to access them. DNA samples. So they can wow. so if all they find is a finger, they can test it to see if it was your finger. Whoa. So if they find pieces of you, they can test it to see whether it's really you. This is pretty jacked up. That's really jacked up. All oh. those honeymooners are going to be doing this. Who's the honeymooner going down there? Well, I, I don't, don't know. know. I'm just uh, saying. I, I, you know, and I, I look back now. So, gosh, when we got back from one of my deployments, so we're looking at 2003 or five. No, it was five. 2005, Charlene and I uh, took a trip. We, there's, a, there's a group of, from our church that were all going down to um, – take a cruise. Mm -hmm. And so we, we, we joined the cruise. We just had some time together. I've been gone for a year just anyway. And we went down there and a couple of the friends decided not to do, and we, we were fine with this, not to do the, you know, the, the touristy, um, scuba outings, you know, oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's like the it, excursion. It's, type it's, thing. it's yeah. a total debacle when you do those sometimes. And so they, they rented a, uh, a catamaran and we went snorkeling on our own. I'm thinking, well, did we tell anybody we were going out there? Because, man, we were out there. We were gone. We were away, 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 away. Ooh. I look back on that now, and I'm thinking, here I am reading a list that says, leave your DNA samples and make a will. Good <laughs> Lord. All right, folks, we'll come right back and put a lid on this one. This is the deal. War with Mexico? At the very least, let's change the way we do business. How about that? Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We will be right back.
You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama's syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio. Phil Williams here live in the Right Side studios. We got the local, the state, the national, sometimes the international, covering down solid, conservative, and just plain right, like the dude just said. Hey, I'm looking up here on the screens right now, so we're, we're still in number one of the Triple Dip. We're going to wrap it up here in this segment. Uh, war with Mexico? I did not truly put a question mark on the end of that. I think it's time that we consider that military action may be warranted, or at the very least, that we show that it's on the table. Well, both screens on the wall right now, CNN on the left and uh, Fox on the right, that's fitting, um, are both covering the same story. And uh, the Mexican president uh, has announced that there were no U.S. law enforcement on the ground. Apparently there was some question as to whether U.S. Uh, law enforcement, DEA, or, or you know some other organization uh, may have been on the ground helping with the rescue of those Americans, and they're saying no, it wasn't. And the Mexican president is mad because some are, in his words, quote, making a scandal out of the kidnappings. Well, it's a scandal, sir. I'm just saying. On your watch, four Americans came over there on a tourist visa, and they were um, two were killed, one was wounded, the other was held captive for several days. This is a scandal, dude. It just whether you like it or not, it just is, and uh, and and so right now we're looking on the right screen, uh, uh, Congressman uh, Vicente Gonzalez, who's a Democrat out of Texas, he is of the mind we've got to do something to act on these cartels, and uh, it's just it's amazing it's it's becoming a bipartisan call, which is interesting because you know there's always that fear of of making your own guy in the White House kind of, you know, look like he's not doing a good job. Well, he's not doing a good job. Um, I will remind you, too, that El Presidente Obrador, AMLO, that he, he, um, he literally stood there with the President of the United States in a press conference when Biden, you know, made his trip down to Mexico City when they had the summit of the, uh, the three Americas, when they had Canada, the United States, and Mexico in a tripartite summit hosted in Mexico just, what, a month or so ago? And as they stood there in a joint press conference, El Presidente Obrador said to the cameras, to President Biden, he congratulated him on being the first president to not build even a meter of wall on the border. Like, I am pretty sure that's going to be in a variety of campaign commercials coming up in the 2024 election cycle. Just saying. I am almost positive you are going to see somebody pull up archived footage of President Amlo saying to the President of the United States, congratulations, you are the first president to not build even a meter of wall. Like, that's a good thing. Karine Jean-Pierre was scorched for her commentary on cartel violence at the border as being completely out of touch. Fox News has a piece dated yesterday, or dated today, actually. Fox News has this piece saying that uh, Fox's Peter Ducey asked a simple question. He said, 
Americans are being slaughtered. Would President Biden be taking the same approach to the border if it was al-Qaeda or ISIS operating just across the border from an American city? To her response, the FBI and other agencies have been on top of this from day one. And then she really didn't answer the question after that. She even went on to say, though, that the fentanyl uh, crisis is at historic lows. <laughs> that is, that's just an outright lie. And I look at that and think, was that in her notebook or was she winging it? Because it is not at record lows, not at all. Well, so the interesting dynamic we have, though, the military question, I think, is, on, on, is up for debate right now. Is there truly going to be leadership putting forth a plan in the legislature to authorize the use of force, which would still be the call of the president to do? Or are we going to just say a few things and then quit talking about it? Well, New York Times recently reported, and I've got this piece here out of hotair.com. As of yesterday, Biden is potentially about to reinstate several of Trump's border policies. <laughs> Again, it points out. This is not the first time because just two weeks ago, apparently, the White House announced that it would reject all asylum applications from illegal entrants, again reverting back to the prior policies that have been in place under Trump for rapid deportation. But here's the deal. The Biden administration is considering right now, apparently, reviving the practice of detaining migrant families who cross the border illegally. That same policy the president shut down over the past two years because he wanted a more humane immigration system. Well, how humane is it when they're getting killed on the way over here because you don't have any means for them to be stopped? Well, this will be like the article calls a stark reversal for President Biden. This is not a minor change, y'all. This is, this is the end of catch and release policies that Donald Trump had already ended, but Biden reinstated two years ago. So while single adults remain detained, the Biden administration released families on warrants to sort of appear later, maybe? And that incentivized the trafficking of children across the border. So now if you have a child with you and you threaten that child and they will agree that, yes, this, is, uh, this man who I don't know is my father, well, then you don't have to go into detention. You get released into the United States, which makes no sense, none. And what it does, like they said, is incentivize people to traffic children. And that's where we are on the southern border. Well, um, I got a bunch of folks here texting in. I uh, got a brand new uh, texture there, Boomer. Uh, Bill from Hillsboro is brand new in the system. He said, wasn't this the same Mexican president who said he was not even going to go after the cartels for any reason? Probably. I don't recall that one, but I don't doubt it. Uh, glad you're in the system there, Bill from Hillsboro. We're glad to have you. Uh, John from Elkmont. He says, uh, wait till the half million top of the line U.S. military rifles make it to the border cartels from Afghanistan. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Ryan from Hazel Green says the fact that there are travel bans from Mexico and yet the border remains open is appalling. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, John from Decatur. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. John's a military guy. I get it, man. Uh, Raven from Russell again. He says uh, in Mexico, shoot, move and communicate and enjoy your stay. Uh, <laughs> JT from Lacey Springs says, uh, are Presidents Biden and Obrador acting like Churchill's predecessor, Neville Chamberlain, to standing by to see what happens next? Sounds like it, doesn't it? John from Pike Road. John from Pike Road used to work for Goodyear. John from Pike Road says, um, Goodyear is building a plant in Mexico, and it's moving its production there from Union City, Tennessee, and Gadsden, Alabama. And I'm just wondering how much Goodyear is having to pay the cartels to keep the plant open and keep it from being taken over by the cartels. Great question, John. 
Uh, appreciate you. Um, wow, man, I got, I got, and and Bill from Harrisboro heard me. He said, "My pleasure. You're welcome, sir." Uh, John from Huntsville just texted in and says, "If I won a Wheel of Fortune trip to Mexico, I think I would be to." Hey, Pat, I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Boomer, let's go ahead and take the break about a minute and a half earlier than usual. We'll come back and jump into the next part of the show, number two of the Triple Dipper, the state of the state. We'll jump off of Mexico and start talking about Alabama. Governor Ivey gave her state of the state speech last night, so I'll break it down for you and tell you what we got or didn't get. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. <laughs> 